We're on. Hey, welcome to Comic Culture, the podcast that uh, talks all things comics. I'm Walt. I'm Chris. And um, today, Chris, this is what I wanted to talk about today. What do you want to talk about today, Walt? So up on uh, Comic Book Daily, you know the site we put this show on. Yes, I, I've heard of it. Yeah. So uh, we get some comments. I, I, I write a weekly blog. Is this still called a blog? Uh, when you, when you yeah, write stuff? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, what else would it be called? Article. You're, you're, more, you're more like a smog, but you smog, know. Smog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A wheel in the cog. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, no. A cog. I said that wrong. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Anyway, keep going. Anyway, uh, one of our dear commenters uh, dissed the Marvel audience by saying, uh, I had, there was an ad. There was an ad in one of the old DC uh, comics. Yep. That uh, was promoting a prize, $1,000 for a college scholarship, right. Right? right? And then in my comments, probably because I'm a Marvel guy, I go, what kind of moron kid would want to send away for, you know, he's 12 years old, right. 11 years old, reading a comic. What does he want to thinking of college what at he, that time? What does he want a scholarship for? What does he want a scholarship he want, You know what he wants? What? X-ray specs. X-ray that, specs. That really work. That really work. That's right. Yeah. Um, or like... Those uh, platforms you put in your shoes so right. you can be tall. Exactly. Right. Or or six foot Frankenstein poster. Oh, who doesn't remember those? those? Yeah, exactly. Come on. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then um, our dear and beloved commenter says, "Oh, you know that's a, that's a DC geek thing. Oh, because the Marvel guys, all they can do is look at pictures. Right. And then." The the it broke the internet. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> well, maybe it didn't break the internet, but there was oh. some good tongue in cheek. Yeah, all all, t- all twenty comments. That's or right. Whatever it is, there was some good tongue in cheek. Uh, uh, Marvel yeah. uh, luddites come out. Luddite. And, that's a good word. Yeah, and clearly, uh, clearly, you're a DC guy. That's right. <laughs> Um, and anyway, so I thought, hey, let's explore Marvel versus DC over the ages, and then uh, I'll tell you, you know, what the parameters are for the, the the comparison and let's just talk about the strengths and weaknesses of the okay companies. let's do it because what chris the comic fandom comic collecting yeah is it fair to say that in the history of comic collecting yes is is 90 percent of the comic collecting community confined to marvel and dc or is that too high counting timely um, you see, I think I think it's a little high. I think it's a little high, uh, only because of I think I'd say it's more like eighty percent, right? I, but it's it's maybe eighty five percent. I think maybe by by eras. So I think in the golden age, it's probably only sixty seventy percent because you had all the other publishers, right? right yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe through the silver, oh, geez, silver age, you're looking yeah, it might at be ninety ninety five percent, yeah, you know, I mean, or bronze even, yeah, right? yeah. But once you get into copper and modern, a Mo- lot lot more publishers and a lot modern. more. Yeah. I mean, image, at, and yeah, Dark image, Horse and, and, and Dark Horse, and even. Uh, you know, you think about like the independence in the '80s and '90s, and there was not a lot, but there was uh, some. Fair, yeah, okay. But, but uh, all right. So anyway, so yep. anyway, they they're the they're the big two. Big two. They're the big two. Big two. They control the hobby. Oh, 100 percent. They always have. And they always will. Right. Yep. So let's talk about them and their strengths and their weaknesses. And uh, so let's start with the golden age. Golden age. The golden age. Who had? And the golden age. Obviously, we're we're kind of counting timely as well. You have to. Yeah. 
who had so, the, so for those of you who don't know, uh-huh. Timely are the Marvel comics of the Golden Age of because the, Marvel you, didn't really exist right. back then. Of the late '30s into the yeah, early we 50s. have to we have to you know if we have you know some some not so uh, seasoned listeners, we need to educate them. We need to season them. Season them. Um, so who had the better stable of characters? Um, DC for by sure. Far, by right? far, by, by far, by far. DC, um, you know. They set the stand. First of all, they launched the superhero That's genre right. under national publications, right? Yeah, and then they also came up with, you know, if not the greatest uh, superhero of all time, would be Batman, maybe, right. maybe, yeah. Yeah. right, yeah. or Superman, whatever. But Batman may be the most popular. But who knows? That's for later. We'll that, argue that's that a, later. That's a whole other discussion, right? Um, so the Golden Age, DC. Was the better public? Absolutely, one hundred percent. No questions asked. Now, what are the differences? I would, I would say, the timely at the time, really focused on the war. Yep. Much more than DC did. Yep. Uh, their Submariner, Marvel Mystery, Human Torch, Captain America, very heavily World War Two yep. um, focused and themed with their covers, especially. Oh, especially, yeah. You know, the Alex yep. Schomburg stuff, especially. But I mean, DC had some of those as well. Some of right. those war comics. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But not uh, not as much. Yeah, I mean, how many of the old Superman and Batman? Maybe every tenth issue or yeah, eighth issue had a had a war. Cover, that's right. right? Yeah, but th- there was a lot of uh, non DC books that that were uh, about the war as well, and about other things that were going on at the time as well. Right. Right. Like yeah. you're looking at like Lev Gleason publications and, mm-hmm. and things like that that uh, were focused on other things besides superheroes. Right. Now, who would be the uh, who would be some also rands that are. are not necessarily a close third because nobody is. Yeah. But third, fourth, fifth type things that are kind of bunched together way below the top two. Would it be uh, Archie Publications? Archie's got to be up Which there. would have been uh, like Pep. It started off as Pep. Was it MLJ? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. They were big. They, they sold a lot. Yeah. Um, Fox, Centaur. Fox. Yeah. Um, uh, when did Fiction House come around? You're right. Fiction House yeah. was also a big imprint then yeah. at the yeah. time. Quality comics. Quality, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had Black Hawk and they had uh, Plastic Man yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, they had a whole bunch of... The, now, did qual- oh, uh, Quality would have had uh, like Golden Age Blue Beetle as well? Is that, is I don't that, know because right? Fawcett had Wings. Fawcett. Oh, right. Yeah. I think it was Fawcett. Fawcett. No, no. Blue Beetle, I think, was Fox. Fox. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, they right. were Fox. Yeah. So, but there was certainly a number of different offshoots that right. I think you know at the time you know I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm, I'm making a too broad of a statement here but I don't know how much more Marvel was doing at the time compared to those other guys I mean they had Captain America which was popular uh-huh. Marvel Mystery Submariner uh, Human uh, Torch but but I mean all those other ones like Daredevil batters, battles Hitler by yeah you're Lev right you're was right. huge oh so you're saying Marvel was a distant second distant second and those maybe or, or maybe Fawcett was a distant yeah, second like, yeah, yeah so you're, it's, it's, or you're arguing I think yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying DC was like far and above the pinnacle you're pinnacle, right yeah. I, th- I think you're right I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I don't know who would be second. I just assumed it would have been timely. I, me too. But uh, I, Fawcett, MLJ, all good of, candidates. Yeah. Quality, Fiction House. Fiction House. You're right. You think um, about all those all those books that came out of that Fox, time. Fox. Yeah. Um, I think Centaur was the earlier stuff. Uh, even like Dell, right? Yeah, yeah. The four color stuff. Absolutely. Right? Because they were, I, I think probably by volume, they might have been, you know, selling more than DC. Could have been, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Okay, so let's move on. Yep. 
So that kind of uh, is our quick coverage of the golden age. We're not going to do the 50s because it's kind of a transition decade. People still consider the 50s to be part of golden age as well. Yeah, and then early silver age. But we really can't count the comparison to the silver age until 1961-62 when Marvel launched the new Marvel, right? You don't want to count Showcase 4? You can't. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll count Showcase 4 as DC's contribution to the right. Silver Age. So what, what we're going to do here for the Silver Age is count DC from 56 up and Marvel from 61. Okay, that's fair. Which is the same. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, but we'll, their body of work, DC's body of work is from 56 yep. to, say, 1970. Yep. And Marvel's body of work is from 61 until 1970. Right. 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 Um, so... Um, I got to give it to obviously Marvel. I think it's Marvel rules now. the silver. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I, I don't want to just not, not count the DC Silver Age books. There are a lot of great books out there. But what I'm going to say is, if you've ever tried to go back and reread some of those early Silver Age DC books uh-huh. and then reread some of those early Silver Age Marvel books, yeah. it's night and day. It like the writing style, the the artwork. It's like it's not even close. Yeah. Like it's so easy to read a, like a Daredevil one right. compared to like uh, a Brave and the Bold twenty eight. Right. It's it's yeah. it's it's uh, uh-huh. it's it's not even a, like it's so hard to read. So some of those easy other ones. to read in terms of like what uh, a Chris the commenter said in terms of you needed a thesaurus to read the DC or no just more entertaining. It's more entertaining and, right. and uh, I shouldn't say not easy to read, more enjoyable to read. Ah. Okay. Right, maybe I shouldn't say it like right. that because right. it's hard to get through, and not because it's you know soliloquies and, and uh-huh. poetry. Uh-huh. It's just boring. Right, right. And they're good. They're good stories, but man, uh-huh. it's tough slog. Never mind some Jimmy Olsen's <laughs> oh, or some corny, that corny Superboy stuff. Yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah. Right? No, no. Um, okay, but even you know, I think this is where Marvel dominates. Obviously, um, we're, we're talking because you always got to people sometimes. Um, are, are, are finite I'm not I don't know what the right words here I have a thought in my head but I won't be I won't be able to explain it because I'm a Marvelite right obviously so people kind of are are, are, are they get fooled by time and they think the time that they're in is static in a sense that things will always be like this right well, it haven't been and, and it won't be in the future but so at this moment in time, you know, pop culture is dominated mostly by the Marvel universe right. yep. and the MCU and all that kind of stuff. So we're looking at it through a lens of where Marvel currently is the dominant kind of thing. Right. Um, so when I draw back into the 60s, into the Silver Age, and I say, well, Marvel absolutely kills because they were the ones that produced from scratch all these new things. Yes. Whereas DC's output of the Silver Age, I would say, you know, 75% of it was um, reimagining of Golden Age characters. Yep, rehashing, yep. Yeah, and 25% of it was new content. And I'm trying to think of, from new content, and I'm not talking about uh, 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 Scott versus Gardner or versus whoever. I'm not talking about the new Green Lantern versus the old Green Lantern right. or the new... Flash versus the old Flash, that doesn't count. I'm talking about what's the number one output from DC from 56 to 1970 into popular culture uh, of that time. Like, so I, I think I know, I think I know what you're getting at. Yeah. You know, what, you, now I could be way off on this, uh-huh. 
Maybe well, five. But what I'm going to say is, you know, so in general terms, uh-huh. Marvel ruled the roost for Silver Age. Right. However, uh-huh. there, I think, I think, in my opinion, in 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 specific terms, DC's horror genre comics out were out way better than Marvel's horror comics. But I think that's seventies, Chris. I think that's Bronze Age. We're going to get to that. Was it a swamp 19- thing? Yeah, nineteen seventy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was more of the sixties. No, no. It's, it's. I know where you're going, but we'll, we'll say okay, that. Okay, okay. Even so, House of Secrets, House of Mystery. Yeah, it didn't change to the format that you and I love until sixty nine. Oh, yeah. all right. I'm and wrong. You know, I'm wrong. Well, you're not wrong. When I'm wrong, just, I'm wrong. You just missed the timing a bit. So we're going to count. We're going to lump those into the bronze. Um, uh, but but um, you got to remember too that there's there's that. Um, not atrophy. There, there's uh, what, when things start going, and uh, when things are already in motion, and you can't stop it. It's it's inertia, and kinetic motion. Inertia, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, Marvel didn't start out selling DC until probably sixty seven, sixty eight, sixty nine. Right. right, like you right. know all that revolutionary stuff of sixty one, sixty two, sixty three, sixty four. Yeah, that was still almost undergrounding. Right, but even though it wasn't, it obviously it was busting out. Uh, but uh, that's why we're looking at it from a lens of where we are right now, right? But what are the five uh, biggest contributions from DC to popular culture in terms of characters from the Silver Age? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, as far as brand new, not, not reimagined? That's right. That's right. Because I can list you 50. I think- hey, I could list you 50. I, I could literally list 50 right yeah, now yeah, of Marvel yeah. if you wanted me to. I probably like like Cool Hand Luke. I could eat fifty eggs, right? Why'd yeah, you have to yeah, say? Yeah, why'd yeah. you have to say fifty? Remember Bumper <laughs> Kennedy? Yeah. Why couldn't you have said twenty? Um, that's a great question. Um, I'm gonna say Poison Ivy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, villain. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say. Do you count Doom Patrol? Do you count Suicide I was, yeah, Squad? I was thinking of that. I was thinking of Doom Patrol. Metal Men. Uh, when when was Challengers of the Unknown? Was that Challengers Age? would have been there? Yeah, Challengers, Metalman, Doom Patrol. Uh, the other one I mentioned, Poison uh, Ivy. Poison Ivy. Um, I mean, like hot or not? Um, Suicide Squad. Um, Zatanna uh, appeared in the Silver Age, but I mean, is yeah, she really? Zatanna, yeah, but is is yeah? We're you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's... Trying to think of who else, uh, uh, like. Other villains, right? I mean, uh, it was big on villains because it was just a, mainly a reimagining of the of the old villains. of the old of the old superheroes and of the old villains and of the like, old villains. Like Batman one fifty five is popular because it's the Silver Age Penguin. Right. Batman one seventy one is popular because it's the Silver Age Riddler. One eighty nine because it's the Silver Age Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. But one eighty one is a brand new character, right? In terms of uh, Poison Ivy. Yeah, I, I, what's the number one Silver Age gift to the world from that DC. DC gave to the world of, of popular culture, of comic book history? What would be the weightiest, um, you know, in, t- in terms of today's cash value? Yeah, if you had to do it in terms of today's marketability, you're going to go make a movie. You're going to oh go gosh. sell some T-shirts. You're going to go, I don't know. Do you know? Yeah, I can't think of anybody right now. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. And Marvel, where you don't you don't know where to stop. I know. I right? know. So okay, so we have to give the Silver Age have to Marvel. To give, that's right. In terms of storytelling. Yeah. 
uh, they revolutionized it with Stan yeah. Lee's, yeah. you know, I'm going to yeah. do it my way or I'm walking. Uh, the characters they developed are, are, are just permeate, permeated through popular culture. And yeah. they absolutely 20-fold dominate what DC produced in that time, if yeah. not more. I'm still thinking, yeah. too. Yeah, I can't think so, of anything. So it's not even close in the Silver Age. No, no, not it's not. Not even close. No, it's okay. not. So let's go to Bronze Age. Bronze Age. Yeah. Uh, Bron- it's, it's still Marvel. Still Marvel, right? It's still Marvel in terms of character development. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, as but then now, there's where I would say the whole horror thing. Right. They they came out with, and really that lasted for a long time. Yes. Up until the the even the most of the modern age, that I felt that they were always better at doing horror than Marvel. However. Um, you know, it's it's still few and far between. Like you right. know, yeah. great run on Swamp Thing, thanks to guys like Alan Moore. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, well, it, it goes even into Sandman, right? Even into Sandman, yeah. Which isn't kind of horror; it's more fantasy. But well, it's, it's part of that supernatural horror right, kind of yeah, thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, in that, and that's the one era, era area I always thought that Marvel wasn't that great with. Right. But what do you say about uh, Son of Satan, Ghost yeah. Rider? Um, there, were, there was still an element of, of, of I don't know. Um, it didn't have the weightiness right. that Swamp yeah. Thing had. And, like, you know, when you see Son of Satan and you see the Ghost Rider and... And all those characters that so, were sort of horrific, they didn't, never had the weightiness that the the, the horror comics. Okay, of I have a had. thought. Correct me if you agree with it, if you disagree with it. Um, Marvel they did a good job with the Universal monsters, yeah, uh, and then the Ghost Rider. But Mar- they kind of um, tried to do them the Marvel way, and then they incorporated them into the Marvel way, yeah. and then they kind of were almost you know uh, formulatic in terms of the Marvel way. Whereas you can kind of, uh, you, you, you can almost, you know, have Swamp Thing as a separate genre of DC that doesn't even fit into the DC universe yeah. in a way, yeah. right? Whereas Marvel tried hard to uh, team up uh, Dracula with Spider-Man and right. team up Werewolf with, uh, you know, uh, yeah, and, Moon Knight. And, 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 or... and to me, it works better when it's separate. Right. Because... Right. You know, you take a character like Conan from uh-huh. Marvel, which I know yeah. was was not created by Marvel, right. but how, however, Conan for the longest time uh, was its own thing. Right. Recently, when Marvel got the character back, yeah. he's been uh, in enmeshed into the rest of the Marvel right. universe, yeah. and it, it, doesn't it doesn't work. work. Doesn't you know, work. you get you yeah. know Savage Avengers and things yeah, like yeah, that. And it doesn't like, work. I don't get it. Right? Doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't work. Okay, so we're gonna go. In terms of reading, though, uh, I mean, I've read some DC of the time. Yep. I've read a lot of Marvel of the time. Uh, I think Marvel was kind of getting... This is where I think it starts tilts back a bit, because obviously I, I think the Marvel storytelling of the 60s was superior yep. to DC's storytelling. I agree. Uh, they just jumped ahead and they wrote for a little bit of an older audience in terms of, you know, teens and college kids and, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Whereas uh, in the seventies, when you read read those, those kind of Batman goes dark again yeah, after the yeah, camp, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you read House of Secrets, you read House of Mystery, you read Swamp. Those are Thing. great stories, great yeah. books. Yeah, um, Marvel was, you know, like I said, they were the Marvel way, the storytelling Marvel way didn't work all the way through. It didn't work. I think they got tired. Yeah, I think the Marvel stories of the seventies were a little tired. Yeah, 
right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that changed until the mid seventies when you know the X Men revolutionized right. the whole but industry. Even, yeah, but even the, yeah, I was going to say because even like the early X Men yeah. were, were not that great. No. It wasn't until you got to ninety four and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. Well, even really one hundred eight. Yeah. Okay, ninety four. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. So right. Uh, yeah, when they kind of just changed everything up. Um, so if you count the X Men, because that's half the decade. Yep. And and you can argue that the X Men uh, were as influential to comics as you know the Fantastic Four were in yep. terms of they changed the they rechanged the whole industry. Right. Just as things got so stale and sad and tired and yeah and you yeah. know same old same old you know well, along because comes the X Men. There was a time. There was a time. Um, you know, where like Teen Titans outsold X Men, right? You know, yeah. but then all of a sudden X Men just started, you know, making that you know the changes with their storyline and mm-hmm. make them a little bit more, I don't know, I don't want to say mature, but but they were uh, more soap opera y and they were, right, yeah, and they yeah, had a little, yeah. just a little bit more weighty, but not too weighty. Yeah, they they, they hit on something and they they knew how to extrapolate. Uh, and mind the vein that yeah, they hit. They, yeah. they knew how to mind that vein that they hit with those mutants. Absolutely. Uh, and with the Wolverine and with, with everything, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and they just ran with it. And they kudos to them because they just, you know, half the industry in 1985 oh. might have been, you know, mutants. Absolutely. Right? Uh, I mean, they, you know, the Ninja Turtles came out of there, right? So, That's right. Um, yeah. So, okay. So the Bronze Age belongs to... Um, I think Marvel, but yeah. it's pretty close. I'm gonna go Marvel, but it's closer than the it's closer the than the Silver Age slaughter that they yeah they, yeah uh, uh, gave DC in the Silver Age. Um, but I th- I think DC storytelling may have tipped them a bit in the first half of the decade. Yeah. Um, now here at Copper Age. Yeah. So now let's go into the Copper Age. Copper Age for us is going to be eighty to pretty well spawn. Right. Yeah, like what's that? Ninety one. Ninety one. Let's yeah. say to, to the McFarlane. Yeah. Uh, to the X Men number ones. Yeah, the Spidey yeah, yeah. number ones. The Spawn number ones. Those are all ninety one, ninety two. The Valiants. Yeah, yeah. Ninety. Let's say to ninety, ninety one. Whatever. Yeah. It is, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Until Lightfield started drawing. Right. Yeah. Well, that was before that. But okay. Yeah. Whatever. But um, uh, I, now uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say as far as uh, I don't know about market share because right. we didn't because we were, that's how the conversation started. Right. But I'm going to say that I think um, DC had better storytelling during the Copper Age. I think during the Copper Age, you know, it was probably dominated by the X-Men, X-Factor, yeah, yeah. X-Force, X-This, oh, yeah. Alpha Flight. Yeah. You know, everything that spawned out of the X-Men dominated the 80s. Right. Right. But I think you're right. I think, you know how, we're, I think what we're talking about more, maybe, maybe if we go like this. In the golden age, DC left a bigger lasting legacy than Marvel did. Right. Than anybody did. Right, yeah. In the silver age, Marvel left, you know, the biggest lasting legacy. Right. In the bronze age, we're going to give it to Marvel for, as well, but not as lopsided as the golden age of DC and the silver age Marvel. That's right. But I think in the 80s as well, that I think DC left a bigger legacy in terms of where the industry was going to go yeah. than Marvel did. I totally even agree. Even though the sales weren't uh, as I, high. I completely agree, 100%. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah. I think uh, what Alan Moore did on the Swamp Thing, what uh, Gaiman did with uh, 
uh, uh, Sandman. Sandman and what Miller did with the uh, uh, the Dark Knight and, yep. and all that that changed well, the and 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 uh, Watchmen Watchmen more again Watchmen you're right right yeah, you're right so yeah. you know you think about all those I mean you know it's it's you know Frank Miller Alan Moore Neil Gaiman all fantastic art, uh, writers all working for DC at that time right yeah uh, but there was other storylines that were great at that time that you know people don't often talk about mm-hmm. you know uh, Camelot two, uh, 3000 was a great 12 issue miniseries run that we, yeah. you know yeah, uh, it doesn't get talked about as much Crisis of Infinite Cri- Earth Crisis of Infinite, Infinite Earth I don't know that, that may have caused more problems than but they were forward thinking and saying hey right. we need to change the industry we need right. to change things up yeah. so yeah. you know Marvel Wolfman and George Perez doing Crisis had a huge impact. Not, Massive. Now, now, I'm not yeah. saying that that you know, uh, Secret Wars from Marvel didn't have the same, didn't right. have a big impact. Right. It was a different kind of impact. And it's not like Marvel was asleep at the wheel. No, either. no. They, they, you know, Venom came out at that time, right? Yeah. Um, like you know, a lot of the DC guys. Uh, sorry, the the X Men characters, uh, uh, Gambit and, and yeah. Uh, you know, they they were still producing. There was still a mill of ideas. They were still producing good characters that resonate still today. Uh, in the '80s, Marvel was, but it's just like I think. Okay, so let's go. Let's go to the you know the Copper Age. We both agree that DC's approach to kind of adultizing the industry, yeah, is you know carried the the way, yeah, showed the way forward, right. And really allowed for all this kind of movie making stuff to kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, progress, or else they would have all been cartoons. Absolutely, you know. Um, but who who had the better character production? You know, it's hard to say um, because if you look at the character production that was going on um, in DC, it wasn't as much. But man, there were great characters. Whereas right. it seems like Marvel. Pumped out a lot more, right? You know, I remember you know characters in Spidey, like you know, like Annex and Cardiac. Well, uh-huh. like they you know, yeah. lots and lots and lots of characters, but not Please. all that great, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But know. they did have uh, the big ones of the '80s from Marvel. Obviously, were were Venom, yeah, uh, Deadpool. I think Deadpool was that early '90s. Deadpool that may have been film. early '90s. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no, because because early '90s would have been the start of Image and so that would have been that, okay. So hold late, on, late eighties. New Mutants came out eighty three. It would have been nineties because you get twelve issues per year. Uh, that's eight years to ninety six. So you're already into ninety one. All right. Yeah. So that's the nineties book. We're not going to count uh, Deadpool as a Copper Age creation. Right. Right. We will count Venom as a late Copper Age creation. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to go back. I'm sure in the comments field we're going to get Venom some... came out in the 80s? I always thought it came out in the 90s. 88, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright. Um, uh, we got to backtrack to the 70s, too. What, who, who are the biggest creations... Uh, of the 70s? Of the 70s for Marvel and DC. I would say Ghost Rider oh, for man. Marvel. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, I'm not counting Werewolf, Dracula, Frankenstein, because they're just kind of uh, yeah. a redo. Nor, nor am I counting Conan, because they already existed. Yeah. I'm talking about gifts to the world, in a yep. sense. Um, uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, that's a big That's a big one. Uh, uh, I, I don't... Do you count She-Hulk? It's kind of a... a that's a copper, early copper. Oh, okay. 1980. Oh, okay. Um... Do you count? Uh, well, you count Razal Ghul, 
Oh, uh, yeah. There's a villain from D.C. Um, good Lord, uh, I suck at... Uh, Who's the big characters of the of the of the, of the Bronze Age that in, were introduced, in, brand new, fresh in, in DC? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, you're talking about Green Lantern. You're talking about Flash. You're talking about Batman and Superman. You're talking about uh, oh, Power Girl. Yeah. Right. That's a big um, one. <sighs> okay. Well, you got Power I can't, Girl. Yeah. That's, hey, that's two big ones right that's, there. I knew you were gonna say that. Um, as far as far else. you know what, uh, as far as Marvel goes, though, um, Silver Age. We're or sorry, we're uh, forgetting uh, Bronze Age, rather. Ones. Yeah, yeah, we're Nova. forgetting Nova. Uh, Ms. Marvel. Yeah, that's a big one. Spider Woman. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Rider. Damien Hellspawn. Yeah. Son of Satan. Blade. Yeah. Blade. Blade was huge. Uh, you're right. Yeah, maybe Marvel created more characters in, in, the, in the bronze. Yeah. Golden Age goes to DC. Silver Age lopsided to Marvel. I think Marvel still pips DC in terms of character in creation. Bronze. In bronze. In the, um, the Copper Age, DC gave us the, the, the reimagined Sandman. Uh, I feel like DC gave us lots in the Copper Age, and yeah. you know, like, well, um, you got to count the New Teen Titans because the 1980s book new, as yeah, uh, New Teen Titans. It's a but, team, I know. But you know, but, even also Batman and the Outsiders was huge. Yeah, um, you had uh, Deathstroke. Yeah, um, Marvel. You had what Gambit. You had Venom. Venom's probably the biggest creation yeah. of the Copper Age. Yeah, maybe I think so. Uh, but anyway, I think though. It's going to be close in terms of character creation. Marvel might pip them again because that's what they do. But I still think DC left a bigger lasting I would agree. impression and, yeah. and, and uh, influence on the industry in yeah. the 80s, in the Copper Age, than Marvel. I, I would agree with you on that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, takes us to, let's just blanket everything else in since as, the modern, <laughs> as the modern age. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and then it gets, it gets difficult because, yeah, it is. you know, yeah. like, you know, Spawn number one sold millions of copies and it's still going strong today. But we're only doing Marvel and DC. Okay, but I mean, as far as well, I, can, I don't think you can. I think you need to branch out once you're done with. Well, I mean, we could we branched out in we branched out in the Golden Age in the sense that we recognized that it wasn't just all Marvel and DC, and it's certainly not all Marvel and DC after ninety. No, right? It's not. But in terms of us comparing Marvel and DC, I though, see. Yeah. Right? Okay. So uh, uh, after ninety. Uh, Who's the biggest creation after 90 by uh, DC? Would it be Harley Quinn? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Harley Quinn. 100%. And Deadpool maybe for Marvel. And Deadpool for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Marvel also has Carnage. Carnage. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, Nowhere near as big as Deadpool. No, no. No, no. But um, just another big one. Uh-huh. Um, DC. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I think, hold on, though. The fact that you and I, we should, we should kind of caveat this or whatever you call it. Uh, the fact that you and I aren't coming up with some... Doesn't mean just, anything. Doesn't mean anything because yeah. we're not as well-versed as stuff, no, say, no, from 2000 and on. That's right. Uh, as we should be, right? Yeah. As we, our, 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 our expertise, if you want to no. call it, focuses on silver, bronze, maybe into copper. That's right. Right? Yeah. Um, so um, in terms of reading style, though, in the last 20 years... Yeah. 
Um, it went through phases. I, for one, was not a big fan of the deconstruct that uh, Brian Michael Bendis used to do. Yeah, you know, um, I have a big problem with Brian Michael Bendis, and I don't want to get into that right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, however, um, I think I will say that I think the writing styles in general are pretty even as far as right. DC Cause, and Marvel. Because Marvel gave you great stuff with guys like Brubaker. Yeah. But then DC hits you with guys like King, guys and, like Brian K. Vaughn writing and, great stories for, uh, and, and oh, as, he wrote for other things. But, but as much also, as people don't like him, Jeff Johns was huge. Yeah, you're for, right. For Jeff Johns, DC. yeah. yeah. D- huge, huge, huge. Yep. Like, I'm not a huge fan of him, but there are people that absolutely love him. Right. So there are lots of writers for both major companies that have done lots of great things for those for uh, for comics. Right. Um, even if, whether you, whether you're a fan or not, you can't deny the the impact these. Some of these right. And what have. what what's important, obviously, for DC as well. But maybe DC left this way before Marvel did. But Marvel had that time when it was like the Marvel way. You mm. know, all the stories like I, like I pointed out were like like pretty well generic. Yep. In yep. a sense, whereas now you can read. You know, four or five different styles and six different styles of storytelling, and and, and it's like unique products and unique yep. interpretations and takes, and, and, and they're all, not all great. Yeah, you know, I, I have but they're different. I have I have my my favorite writers, and I certainly have writers. When I find out that somebody is on it, I'm like, I will not read that because it's terrible. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, so. Um, Unfortunately, in the modern age, I don't think either of us can. Are, are, it'll be just opinion based, right? That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the modern age, uh, I, I'm going to call it a tie. Uh, I still think Marvel. I think both of them have tried to come up with you know new characters, and new characters are important for future licensing and but development. It's a different era. Stuff. It's yeah. a different era where all of a sudden it seems like new characters are the only way to do things, and it seems right. like every other issue has new characters. Yeah. Because they're 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 playing on to the collectability of, of right, the and I think perhaps I don't know what the what the legal structure is for writers and artists, but you know, developing new characters may be more beneficial to storytellers. Yeah. I think if you talk, I think if you talk to guys like uh, Ed Brubaker and uh, Brian Michael Bendis and yeah. all the guys that have created big characters over uh-huh. the years, they would tell you otherwise. Fair, fair. Yeah. All right. So overall, overall. Obviously, both the companies have, you know, like I said, they're the dominant two in the collecting community. We're just talking about the collecting community. But within that collecting community, obviously, these are the consumers of the, of the stories and of the art, you know, the people that enjoy the stuff uh, for above and beyond their value. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call it a tie. I'm going to say it's a tie. I'm going to say it's a tie. Yeah. I think Marvel had a concentrated... Uh, uh, overblown effect in the middle, um, whereas DC was there early and DC's still there now, yeah, and yeah. DC's corrected the gap that existed right. uh, 50 years ago or yep. 55 years ago. So they were able to, you know, pull up their jock strap yep. and uh, <laughs> and uh, get in there and mix it up with Marvel and and and, and come out with uh, good stuff. The number, the top five ever. Properties and licenses, properties, characters yep. developed by each house. Oh boy! Uh, so we'll start with DC. DC. Batman. Batman. Superman. Superman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. 
Uh, I agree with all three. Uh, then it gets yeah, then it gets dicey. Then, We've talked about this before. Yeah, what do you want to do? Flash and Green Lantern? No, you know. Flash has got to be up there. No, Flash has had his own show. He's got he's got a movie coming out. It's got to be up there. I don't know. No. Yeah, I think maybe Flash. Now, okay, but and do you include villains? Because. Joker. Harley Quinn is Joker's a bigger villain than Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn has her own show into a third season right now. Cartoon had multiple, multiple series that lasted for dec for multiple dozens of issues, maybe decades. I can't say decades, maybe, but you know. So you know, I haven't seen the Joker have his own uh, own comic. He has his own movies. He said one movie, two, two. One second one's coming out. Oh. All right. So, is Harley Quinn a bigger character than Joker? I would say no. You only only because you're a purist. No, because the 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 legacy left behind by the likes of Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger and 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 I don't know the other guy's name. <laughs> uh, All right, that's fair. That's fair. Thurston Howell the third, whoever, <laughs> who was the actor that played him? Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. Him too. Yeah. Um, I'm just. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. Well, there. Th- those are good six we just did right there. Okay. They're in the mix. Now, so. what about Marvel? Marvel, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man for sure. See, now you got to go with like the whole cabal, the whole influence, the whole picture. You got to look at the whole picture here. Yeah. Hulk. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Iron Man. Yeah. I, now, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wouldn't have said Iron Man. 15 years That's ago. That's what I just... That was my preamble there. You got to look at the whole picture, the whole cabal, like the whole... You got to look at it from the lens of today. Right. Which is all we can look at it from because we're in today. Right. So, so... So Spider-Man, Hulk. Iron Man. Iron Man. Captain America. Captain America. Has to be Captain America. Be, I would yeah. think so. Uh, you, uh, Thor. Thor's up there. You have to count Thor. Uh, um, uh, Punisher, it's massive. Wolverine, Wolverine's Hello. massive. Oh, you massive. Know, Wolverine. I would even, I would put Wolverine before Thor, uh, before Iron Man, before Iron Man. Yeah, uh, he would be like third after the Hulk. Yeah, or maybe even before Hulk. Can't maybe. be before Spider Man no. though. But probably before Captain America. Yeah, as much as it pains and me before to before Iron it. Man. What about you and know, before Thor? You know, what's the biggest female character Marvel ever? Scarlet produced? Witch, easy. No way. One hundred percent. No way. Who else? Who else? Tell me who else. Come up with it. Come on. Tell me. I'm Hold waiting. On. Hold on. Okay, Ag- I'm still waiting. Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Yeah. <laughs> she Hulk. No. Uh, Spider Woman. No. You're wrong again. Sue Storm. Maybe. Maybe that's or that's, storms. Maybe I still think Scarlet Witch, based on longevity of the character and appearances in movies, Scarlet Witch is up there. But what Marvel didn't do is they didn't do that one knock it out of the park female character that DC did. Right. No. Because DC no. it's Wonder Woman and then everybody else. Right. You're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was meant to be Invisible Woman. Uh-huh. Sue Storm, yeah, but uh, because of the fact she's in a team, right? It never transpired. Right. Uh, Wasp, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You're right. That's definitely has longevity and has movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Besides Wonder Woman, 
besides Wonder Woman, who else do you have? Well, you have Harley Quinn. Is she a hero, or is just talking about characters? Character. Okay, that's fair. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have influential characters. Influential characters. Harley Quinn, for yep. sure, is second place. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fair. Poison Ivy's up there. Yeah. She's a villain. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, as a character, yes. Yeah, and then how about as a heroine? As a heroine for DC? Yeah. And then it gets dicey. Power Girl. Power, there's Power Girl. There's Zatanna. There's Hot Girl. There's yeah, hot Girl, you can't count. She's been around for a long time. I know. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. No. Supergirl. So have I. Supergirl. Yeah, I know. We don't, and we don't count you at all. Exactly. Supergirl. So, yeah, Supergirl. Right? Batgirl. How Batgirl. About, I think Batgirl might be bigger than Supergirl. Yeah. Oh, or for maybe, sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um... It's funny how Batgirl caught on and is a, an amazing character, but like Spider Woman or yeah. Spider Girl yeah. never really. Never I really mean, caught on. You know, she had, she had a small run of fifty comics. Okay, well, Rada, because I know we're going to just keep rambling here. Who had the best sidekicks? Uh, Robin would be the number one sidekick. Has to be one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, Bucky. Bucky's great. Speedy. Would be the number one sidekick for, for Marvel. Marvel. Marvel didn't have as many sidekicks. No, they weren't. They weren't as. Uh, and they all, the sidekicks were a golden age thing. Yeah, I think they were looking at looked at a little creepily in, in, by the mid seventies. Yeah, you know, and, like, and definitely by the eighties. By the eighties, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that was even talked about in the uh, seduction of the innocent. Yeah, that's right. Were the fifties? Fifties. Hmm. The unhealthy relationship, as that's, it was referred to. That's right. That's right. Speedy uh, with, with uh, you know, uh, Green Arrow. Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> well, on that note, as soon as you said Speedy Gonzalez, I know we're done. Remember that? The best Speedy yeah. Gonzalez joke, I've probably said this 15 times, oh, is when his, uh, when his cousin, Slowpoke Rodriguez, came from, uh, yeah. from Mexico to visit him. Yeah. And uh, Slowpoke Rodriguez uh, is on his way out or something like that. And uh, they, uh, Speedy goes, hey... Uh, Slowpoke, you gotta watch out for the putty cat. And, uh, and then the, some some uh, other mouse says, "Oh, Slowpoke isn't worried. Why? He pack a gun." I remember that yeah. all too well. Um, anyway, so uh, we're giving it a tie uh, between Marvel and DC. They've both done wonders for the hobby and yeah. for the industry, and they're both continuing to do wonders. Chris and I are both cheerleaders. Go out and support your local comic <laughs> let book us shop. Know, let us know your thoughts. Yeah. I'm sure we missed all kinds of different topics yep. uh, and characters when we were discussing them. Let us know uh, once you've gone ahead and done some research uh, on what you think of everything. And have yourself a great day. See you next week.